0: What's going on, Ken Foles? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Key to the city podcast. It's your Ken folk it, man. I appreciate y'all tuning in for another week. Thank you for everybody that's been supporting, liking, sharing, comment, whatever you've been doing to spread the word. I show and appreciate it. And hey, every week I'm gonna try to keep hitting you in your head with quality content, quality guests. Shout out to my last guest for episode 15. We had the Queen Crystal Beacham on. Y'all check her out, man. She is the head of uh Damn, I'm having a brain fart, but it's athlete Student Athletes United. I'm sorry, Queen, S-A-U, Student Athletes United. And basically, she teaches them how to start um, entrepreneurial ventures uh, while they're still in school and, uh, you know, giving them advice and resources with skills to help them along the way. uh, And also, if y'all see me coming at different angles or me looking off, that's because we had some technical difficulties earlier, but being the Black Kings that we is, we found our way around that. You dig that? Your kings and tech issues. I got somebody on my line in the city today that's gonna probably help me out in the future with those issues. This guy right here been doing this thing in the city for a minute, and not only can he help us with tech issues, he can rap, make a beat, cook some meat, and uh, <laughs> that's really what we're gonna talk about. The grill master techniques.
1: Oh, that's a rhyme. Hey. Can rap, make a
0: beat, cook some meat. Let's find out about them grill master techniques.
1: Oh, <laughs> just came up with one already. It's perfect.
0: <laughs> what were that four bars? Mm-hmm. Like there? So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and y'all, feel free to comment. We post your comment up here depending on what you're talking about. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the city, my camp folk. it right? What's going on, bros?
1: You're, what's going on, man? How you doing, man? It's your boy, Eddie Wright, a.k.a. Um, the CEO of the Middleman Mafia. I am back. I never left, of course. I just backed off into the shadow so you wouldn't see me, but you would always know I was there. And we're here visually tonight on Key to the City with him, folks.
0: What uh, What's Middleman Mafia?
1: Well, the Middleman Mafia is something that myself... Uh, yeah, yo, you guys may know him by Chris Mabry, the southern soul P. Diddy of the city. Mm. Uh, we did this organization that was it's kind of like a closed door type of thing. We spawned it years ago, back when I was real heavy into the industry, and uh, we him, myself, along with a few other people, we were the guys, drum included, like when you needed anything, whether it was beats, studio time, insight, consulting, whatever you needed. We were the guys that were responsible or in the middle of making so many different things happen. And of course, you know how it goes with middleman You don't get any of the credit, but right. in the background, everybody knows who you are, knows what your position is, and how you made everything happen. So that's kind of like what it is, and what it's spawned from.
0: So we, before we even get to you being a jack-of-all-trades, like where does all this ambition come from, man? It's creativity. Um you, you at a young age or
1: what? Yeah, most definitely. Um single parent household. Mm-hmm. Uh grew up in a lower middle class home, wanted so many things as a young child, but was unable to attain those because of a one parent income. So that that initially built hunger. So from the hunger came everything else. Um And it was just became jack-of-all-trades. Most people never... What's going on, Gordon? How you doing? Most people... It's a rarity for people to say um, they've never worked a day in their lives. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I haven't worked, but I've had the opportunity of striking oil. And when I say oil, I mean things that I've been very interested in that have been uh, immensely profitable to my lifestyle and my career over the years several different times to the point where now in the discipline of barbecue and barbecue culinary and competition, I still will not feel like I'm working. I'm enjoying what I'm doing every single day of my life. And that's just not an opportunity that a lot of people have. And I never take that for granted. So coming from a lower echelon family and wanting to participate and do certain things and not having the ability to instill that hunger and that drive. And from that drive, you get what you see here.
0: Facts. And I'm glad you said that. It definitely is a blessing for you to realize your passion so early in life. You know, that can be a lifelong task for people to figure yeah. that out. I know I've been through that. And uh, for you to wake up every day, man, with purpose and not feel like you got to work. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we all searching for, for the most part. I say yeah. anyway.
1: Uh, most definitely.
0: I feel like I'm almost there. The podcast kind of bring out my natural gifts, things like that. So.
1: But the thing about it that most people don't talk about when it comes to those things is just like the chase is part of the fuel to the fire. I think mm. being able to be on that chase and within that race is what keeps you going. So it's not necessarily getting to the finish line is great, but it's like once you're there, it's kind of like lay back and, and, and be not say be bored, but it's kind of lay back and let everybody else get involved and, you know, watch it grow even more. But the most fun point and the most the most interior aspect of it is the chase when you're hands on when you're waking up every day you're in it you're embedded in it you're researching it it's taking it's that one thing that's taking you 45 minutes to three hours to figure out and you never know you lost that time so that's the that's the beautiful part about it man hell yeah
0: <laughs> boy you know that tingly feeling that you get inside and huh oh, that, that was yeah. the favorite, hey man but, that's what's holding <laughs> <back. laughs> So, um and I feel like all of your crafts, all of your skills, you're able to still mesh them all together whenever you want to at any time, from the music to the cooking. Hey, you li- yeah. you can listen to uh music while you cook. And
1: yeah, most like definitely. That.
0: But I want to know, like, on the music side, the music front, what type of producer are you?
1: I am more of a... I came when I came into music, East Coast music was real proficient. So my initial my initial test tones and work ethic came within the market of learning the East Coast framework of music, the boom bap, you know, and learning about the the, the hardcore sampling elements of it and just growing it from there. Now for me it was it started there, it went through so many different renditions, running into so many people, meeting so many types of people, rest in peace on my brother, uh Tombstone, aka Stone Patron. Um, and it was just it, it's just so many intertwining uh supplemental relationships that were built from that. Um but to answer the question, what was the question again? I'm sorry, I dove off a cliff somewhere. What
0: type, <laughs> we were mainly talking about what type of producer are you?
1: I'm more of a sample heavy producer. I like to take a lot of different things, whether it be country samples, rock samples or something like that, and just bridge it into hip hop and it's that's the fun part for me to take to make you take for, for people to hear a top ten record with a complete southern drum pattern and melody over it and it's just I change it. I'm mean, sorry like Kanye. Hmm? almost
0: like a Kanye.
1: Almost like a Kanye, where Kanye did a lot of soul and a lot of uh, a lot of R and B stuff. I'm heavy into just abstract stuff, sounds like scores, um, movie scores. That just it's just something about them, man. Like you cannot reproduce certain energies that you get from a film score because it's not in a four bar or eight bar repetition. It's an ongoing element of a score so it's going to have this ups it's downs it's going to take you somewhere so when you take something like that and you break it down it's like you can just you can fulfill a record and it's just it's crazy but that's more on a on a long game most people don't like or i'm gonna say don't like but most people don't choose to have the long game element of production they want the short game a quick sample a quick bar here or there and they want to get right to it so i'm able to do that too but I enlist. I, I enlist the uh, help of great gentlemen who have always been around me. A uh, gentleman by the name of Tracks on Deck, uh, ATL. Birth, born and birthed here in Jackson, Mississippi, but he's in Atlanta right now. My homeboy, Alumni Beats. Uh, my homeboy, Grammy-nominated um, producer, Got Coke. Uh, again, Stone Patron, Drama, uh, Yayo, um, Dushay. It's so many guys that I've come across that. You know, it's just been—it's been the bridging of ideas and thought processes. It's never about am I better than you. It's like, hey, I like what you did. I was that guy that was always in the crowd. Like, I'm not trying to be better than you. I'm trying to bridge with you and see what I can—what I can get from you. Because it's it's about learning everything at the end of the day. Even at my highest point, I was still trying to source people who I could put myself around that would continue to make me grow. Mm
0: -hmm. Are you self-taught? All of
1: these skills, yes i am self-taught I never, <laughs> <laughs> I never took a music class a day i never took a music class a day in my life what that's the crazy part about it man i never took a music class a day in my life but that's just how that that's how my crazy work i'm a hands-on guy I was taught at a very young age these two things right here that you see on the screen they can either help you or hurt you they can either get you a lot of money but they can put you in a, in a dark place that you don't want to be. So I chose to help use these tools in my brain to help me get somewhere. I learned a long time ago that when I can touch and I can watch things, that's ha- that's my learning style. That's how I learn best. So when I'm watching people do stuff, I'm taking notes and I'm learning and my brain's programming. All I got to do is use these and go back and reproduce it. It may not be perfect the first time, but I don't mind investing 10, 15, 20, 30 hours to get to a a base standard of what that is. So that's been where all of this came from. And, and that's my learning style and how I got to where I am now.
0: Who are some of your favorite artists from the city?
1: Who? man, hold on.
0: hold on. I know it's hard to pick, and I'm not asking you to do a top five, cuz.
1: No, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare do to a top head. five, man. It's been so many influential guys that I've come across that have been a part of my career and who I've been a part of their careers. It's just been a lot of fun. I had fun making music. I will not lie. I miss the industry, but I don't miss the industry. If you kind of understand what I'm saying. Um, But if I had to put it, just some of my favorites, the Queen Boys, of course, QB bands, Bra, Blue Rossini, and Skrilla Boy. I go back with those guys a very long way. Uh, Then you got myself, the whole Trackstar family was very influential, very good guys. Yeah, yo, yeah, when he was doing this thing, recognition. Then you got the guys of of the past 10, 15, Coke, Savvy, Gutter, Tricky lt 45. You got uh tank out of President Heels, you got Big A, you got uh, you got Silas, you got uh, you got you guys there's so many people who I've come across, and all these people have either hey, been to my studio, have uh been in my studio, been within my presence, or or have outsourced music to me. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I haven't been involved in some aspect. Like I said, even from the consultant side, you got a uh, DJ Kool-Aid, DJ Silas. I mean DJ Nasty show, DJ Cool Joe, DJ Joe Nasty, uh, DJ Unpredictable, DJ Finesse, the big homie super salute finesse in the times Like finished. it's so it's I could be here all day just naming names. I'll just say that alone because I've been that enthralled within the history of Mississippi music, but I don't beat a drum about it, which what a lot of people don't see me do see me. If you're in it, you know what I've done. So I don't necessarily have to beat that drum. You know what I do. And even though I'm in the shadows right now, I'm not done with it. I'm just kind of waiting for something to give me interest before I go back in. and I'm playing patient.
0: Right. And bro, just by you naming all them people, just made me realize how much talent it is in the city, man. I think we need some type of documentary or film that can tell that story. Yeah. Um. Even Melo T.
1: Mm-hmm. Children cornbread, <laughs> most definitely, man. You know that Gosh, whole thing. I didn't even shout out my guys on the coast. That's out the U two D K baby boy, all the way up in the Delta. My homeboy, Whoa, Kool Aid's from Up There, um, Needle of the Haystack, uh, China Boy Trigger to Hunt. Man, look, I could be here all day. I could literally be here all day going through the catalog of people who I have been a part of. So it's, it's just been, it was fun for me. It was so much fun.
0: Last thing on the music tip, you still got some tracks out here I can find?
1: Um, You'd have to dig. I still get a I still get a nice publishing check, but you'd have to dig okay. uh, their own. You you can find them on some streaming sites, Pandora mostly. Um, got some Castle Vibe executive produced. the last project executive produced was a, by a gentleman by the name of Vicious. Um, his project still out there on streaming platforms, but uh, you got to dig around. But I still got some stuff out there, just uh, just just hanging out.
0: I'm gonna have to find some. Shout yeah, low Gutter. I saw you out the. All right, man. Let's talk about this food. This meat. let's go what you got you like to eat i'm guessing
1: yes i do Uh, i don't think think the camera does me any justice on how you can see it but yes six foot four 295 pounds yes i love to eat
0: i got a partner that's a chef as well his name is lorenzo wesley i don't know if you know him chef sunny but okay anyway he said basically how he got into cooking is uh hell he was hungry and he was, <laughs> <laughs> and when nobody making him nothing to eat, so he had to be creative with the meals that he put together. What created that passion for you to really like? I might have a skill in this. I'm gonna take this serious because it ain't just um, grilling with you, right?
1: Right. It's not just grilling. Um, being around entertainment, of course, you know, anytime you're doing parties, you got, you want, you have to provide people with the VIP experience and hanging around a lot of the guys I've hung around, social gatherings were a thing of the norm. And anytime there were social gatherings, Bring it was up. myself and quite a few other people doing the cooking. It was none for the to call it. be like, Hey bro, pull up, get a grab a pick file and throw something on the grill. And that's how we, that's how we socialize. That's how we broke down the issues of the week or the issues of the quarter and got over it and got better. And you know, it's, it's, we did it over food. So coming from that through, through to where it is now, it was just, it was just traction and trajectory. Again, if you've known, what's going on BJ, how you doing? If you've known me for this amount of time, you know, I've this, I've been into food my entire life. I did seafood fest years ago, like three times and it was started off as as just a small gathering and it turned into something really huge when dreams Jackson was still available, I did the last big seafood fest and it was just fucking, it was kick-ass. So tracking through that food was always a great relationship builder and therapy for me. So when I step into a kitchen or when I step behind a pit or I step into a trailer, it's me letting go of all of my issues, all of my stresses and putting that into conforming a, a pleasant dish to where I can put either a smile on someone's face or a different experience within their heart and that's yeah, where it kinda... you got a favorite dish uh believe it or not i have i my guilty pleasure is the one dish that i make every week that i sometimes uh take a little bit off the top it is called a smoked tater tot casserole <laughs> i if you love carbs this oh, yeah. dish is for you, good sir, and it, it is it is my favorite dish at this moment. If I had to put second, it would be my smoke lamb lollipops, and it's just those are just two of those dishes that it's just like every time I make them, I'm extremely happy about them. I can't wait to see people's reactions. And, you said
0: lamb lollipops?
1: Yeah, lamb lollipops. We take a break it down into the lollipop bones, and we just you know we just sell them. You know, people add them as a topper to whatever dish they get. You know, whether it's a small wing plate or a real border and no, it's a good time, but it it, it, it works. Them out. Chops it out say what? I bet you killing them lamb chops at Outback. I don't know, man, but I would love for you to taste and let me know if I am, because I kind of okay. feel like I'm on a, <laughs> kind of oh, yeah. feel like I'm in a good space right now. Bro, I want do so to try to keep it business with you, man. I ain't even gonna, I ain't gonna say
0: everything while we lie, because people might steal my ideas. But while you talking? I got shit running through my head just like that. You got a um particular
1: style when it comes to your cooking? Um, G. Garvin type cat? uh, Not really. I'm more of a I'm more of a uh, if I had to put a style to it and it's probably the wrong style to put to it. I just like the ring of it. I would call it gastro barbecue. And I say that because I wouldn't say Mississippi tradition, but metro area traditional barbecue has always been about sauce. You want to get Whether you get tips or slabs or wings, you want to get sauce on the fries. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But for what I do, my form, which is smoking meat, it's a longer process. It's more tedious. The seasonings are more important to that process. not saying they're not important to just grilling and barbecue, grilling style of barbecue, but it's more of a heartfelt process. It's a lot more love that goes into smoking the meat where you don't really want people to just dress it up with sauce all the time. So my main go-to slogan is all smoke no sauce. Because there's a difference from pecan smoke to mesquite smoke to maple smoke to apple smoke. And you don't put it on everything. You got to know where to divide it, where you need to lay your ribs. You got you got to know the, the precision. You got to know the recipe to get you the, the end result that you want to get to get you the result that you want to get on people's faces or in the comment box. And keep people coming back. That boy, the bumper... Bubba Gump with this shit. <laughs> not even close, man. I don't have a plaque to my name yet, but I'm working on it. I'm I'm competitive barbecue. I'm really working on honing that because it is it is a very different type of discipline, and I'm mm. all about that. But on the consumer level, I'm okay. I'm not where I want to be. People say I'm good, and I appreciate that, but I still feel like there's a lot further I'm able to go on a consumer level to give people even more, and that's what I'm pushing for right now.
0: You have your own signature seasons and sauces?
1: Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, who are about to give you an exclusive here on Key to the City Podcast. There it is. Now, pay no attention to the label, but in this beautiful bottle right here, is something that we have been working on for about two weeks. It uh, does not have a name. It just has a number. This is one Delta or one mm. D in regular people terms, meaning we've been through three different renditions. This is the fourth. Um, we are playing around right now. Mm-hmm. We are working on something that we think we can make extra special. So uh, it's not finished just yet, but we are outsourcing small samples to people who cook and who grill so we can know how they feel about the product, because I don't just want to make a product that I like. I want to make a product that people across the board are going to enjoy cooking with. So this one D currently is what I have that is currently right now on the test board and we are working on it. So to answer your question, yes, we are working on a signature working on our first rub. I just want to say thick, that's just, it'll be our first rub. And once it approved, once we finish it, it'll be the base of, a lot of the cooks that we do here at a right barbecue
0: so because it doesn't have a name and uh we're calling it 1d right now it's pretty much a prototype did i just get an exclusive
1: you did just get an exclusive Keith just got an exclusive what's going on Bo? how you doing good sir Shouts out to my guy Bo Allen Rogo. Shouts out to my guy BJ Sims. It's a lot of people that's What's going on. The chat. I really BJ, appreciate you guys, man. Mookie, um, they have been very influential in what I have going on, man. And it's just, it's, it's nothing like, it's nothing like doing what you love to do. But it's nothing like having people behind you that push you forward and give you that extra gas in the tank when you're feeling a little low. And I've had times like that. And shouts out to. VJ, Jonathan Hudson, Tracy Hobson, Benita Alexander, Bo Rogel, uh, Rob Benson, Percy Donaldson, Decca Jones, Venom. uh, So many huge shout out to DJ Young Venom and Offbeat because because of them, I'm in this position where I am now. Uh, Starting this started initially as doing the Red Cup kickback that we used to do when outside was really open. And Venom gave me the opportunity to come down cook a little bit on the grill, serve some food, give people a, a different type of experience by having something. He already had a great thing going with red cup kickback and I really enjoyed it. And he opened this door to me and I 1000% appreciate him for it because from that, this is what I am basically at. And it's just been the past two years have been completely insane as far as traction and being, you know, how people say you're you're doing your best work when you don't feel like you're in control. Yeah. I'm at that point. I don't feel like I'm in control whatsoever, but I'm enjoying every moment of it and I'm enjoying where it's taking me. So shouts out to, and I know I'm forgetting some people, but shouts out to everybody who has been helping me and giving me those extra quarter tanks of gas when I get low, because I really appreciate it. Respect.
0: Yeah. It's very important to have those people that put that battery in your back. Yes, That's sir. Before. Um, before I get into uh, more on the food, I wanted to hit you with um you got your own food show, right?
1: Uh yeah. We do a we do a food show called Food Fight every other we do it bi weekly right now. So, yeah, we do food fight. Food fight's really fun. We talk about food. We talk about what people the quirky things about food that people may like, and it's like how you like these steaks. I know the first couple of episodes were about rice Krispies and whether people like marshmallow or peanut butter. And believe it or not, those things are funny and they're entertaining. That's a
0: good ass
1: question. Martin. Yeah, and I'm a team Ooh. peanut butter type of guy. I don't I don't fool with marshmallows in my rice crispies. My lunch lady made me peanut butter rice crispies, and my lunch lady's not a liar. Thank you very much. So that's what food fight is all about. It's about simple things like that and just making it fun and talking about the quirkiness of food we all have food quirkiness and addictions that we don't always openly discuss but sometimes we may discuss it when it's put on the table in a different type of format and that's what food fights all about
0: so would it be like slimy okra versus fried okra
1: yes it will and i don't eat okra period you know why because my mom is from my family's from lexon mississippi and my mom grew up sharecropper with my grandma and 16 kids and they put okra in everything and for so many years i got so sick of seeing okra in my food to the point where now i don't put it in nothing yeah i cannot stand it i love my mama to death but she made me hate okra because the sliminess of it and let me tell you i got a good story about that one night bring it on after a very long studio session you know it's late night you've been drinking cups up for those of you who have been you stop by your local pop and shop which will probably be a church's chicken or a a very greasy burger mine was a church chicken this time it's like Mm -hmm. give me a two-piece give me some fries for some reason this night they gave me okra it was fried okra i got my order driving down mega evers back to the house i had to eat probably three to five of these before i realized these are not french fries this is extremely gross, but I was enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> I immediately flung them out of the window and commenced <laughs> to eating the greasy chicken. So they tricked, they were the only successful people able to trick me to, into eating fried okra. Shouts out to the churches on Meg Evers.
0: Churches I can't lie, I eat that okra too. I think it's the skin that's on the
1: outside of. I don't know what they fried in. I'm pretty sure they fried in the same batter as the chicken, but it tasted like the chicken and fries. It was just like, oh, this feels like home. And I thought about, it. I was like, hmm, that yeah. was a seed. Ain't no seeds in French fries. What is this? And I looked in the bag, and it was brown. I was like, oh, this is okra. They, they got me. Got gotcha, boy. Yeah. I immediately flung that out of there. So yeah, we don't <laughs> we don't do okra, not fried okra. Now you. Uh, Derek you Townsend, what what's you going on, sir? He says it's been rocking you since the Red Cup days. Shout Wait, out, Derek! I to pull up and set up. Hey, man, I appreciate it, man. Derek, appreciate you, bro. I'm sorry to cut you off, man. Go it's ahead. That fat boy shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you.
0: uh, you got your own food truck?
1: Yes, I have a. It's not a truck, but it is a food trailer. Um, trailer. this this is uh, and it's 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 I'm a colorful type of guy. I name things when I get involved in it. So my storm—I'm sorry—my food trailer is called Stormtrooper. I like Star Wars. I'm not a Star Wars junkie. I just like it. Stormtroopers were some of the coolest things I ever saw in my life when I watched Star Wars as a kid. I was like, "Fuck it!" I got a black trailer. I'm sorry, I got a white trailer, black letters, Stormtrooper. So I have Stormtroopers, an eight and a half foot wide by twenty foot long trailer, ten foot enclosed, ten foot porch. It is a very unique trailer that I um, was lucky enough to. Um, be able to attain. And here's a story about that. Before I acquired that trailer, I was kind of looking around. And uh, for guys who know anything about barbecue, there's a gentleman named Mo Kason out of um, I think he's out of uh out of the Midwest. The there's a gentleman here by the name of Jeff Jones who owns a seasoning company called Jonesy Q. He has one of Mo Kason's old trailer. Mo is a very um, popular black guy on the barbecue circuit. He's been on TV quite a few different times. Very popular. He has this whole trailer. And I really wanted that trailer. It has a lot of nostalgia behind it. And it would be like, what's some more what's some more of an insights? like, hey, I'm cooking on Mo k first trailer. One of his first trailers. And it was pretty awesome. Long story short, we couldn't come to grips on a price. So I ended up outsourcing that from a guy in Laurel, Mississippi. And when I tell you, Stormtrooper is one of the most unique trailers you will see out here serving food. I cannot lie. Every time people walk up to it, they say, hey, I like this. It literally stands out. And because of what I have on the back of it, it just it looks like, in my opinion, it looks fulfilled. It looks like something where it's some great cooking going on. And it is.
0: I asked that question because I got uh, like a partner of mine and other people that have inquired about how to purchase their own food truck, what's the process behind it or trailer. And, uh, you know, so I just I always try to gather information for them or no. take advantage of the um, whatever they do downtown with all the food trucks
1: and the trailers. And- I have not um, previously. Here's a little more insight. Before I got to where I am now, I was mid shift. And when I say mid shift, I was I was moonlight moonlight is basically when you're working after hours. Um, I was a barbecue enthusiast, so I was cooking on weekends and serving food and slabs on weekends. So I was going into it and going into this sport to be just a hobby. Just to kind of keep me busy and help me kind of spread my wings. Right. Um, previously, I was into cybersecurity. Uh, that was my career field doing a cybersecurity yeah. analyst. When COVID 19 hit, I was furloughed from my job and eventually laid off. So when I was furloughed, I was lucky enough to have everything I had within Stormtrooper to be able to turn everything on to 100% and just go crazy. And that's kind of where I got to where I am now. It was, it was. I wouldn't say by luck, but it was just it was about survival. You know, I was laid off from a job, no income coming in. Of course, we have our emergency savings, but you don't want to go into emergency savings unless it's an emergency. So I turned it on to 100 percent. I got real crazy. I made some I made some really big risk and they are most definitely they have paid off uh, twice full. And again, it, it just. Decisions like that have to be made at a moment's notice. You never know when you're going to have to make that. I got to go ahead and step out on faith and make something happen type of decision. And I'm not that normal type of guy trying to be in control of everything because I'm prior military and I like to be in control of stuff. But this is one of those things where, again, I don't feel like I'm in control and it's just taking me. For a ride, and I'm just kind of telling I'm doing what it tells me to do and what people are just kind of organically sourcing to me. So and that goes, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. That's why I say my barbecue is gastro, it's not so traditional to whereas I'm not gonna try anything. I'll smoke turkey legs one week and I'll turn around and I'll smoke you some salmon. I'll smoke some tater tot casserole and I'll turn around and smoke you some lamb because it's about the food and it's about what people would like to enjoy from a smoke presentation. So who am I to try and force food down your throat? I more, I much rather try and figure out what you like and design you something because it may be more people like you to design you something that you may enjoy and just take it from there. And that's kind of been how it is for me. Huh?
0: Respect.
1: Or oh, you like a guru on this barbecue shit. No, man. I'm no guru. Chevy Fish, what's going on, sir? How you doing, man? Shout out to the guys in, M- M- my M- guys. my guy Camden up in the Delta, Chevy up in uh Stark, Vegas in the Columbus area, man. Look, I'm forgetting people. I'm so sorry. Please do not hold it. Judge the alcohol, not me. There it is. I'm having a good time. I don't get very many times to talk about so many things, so... I want to say thank you for the opportunity to allow me to come on to the podcast because I'm usually the guy bringing people into a podcast to ask people about them and go through this same type of the same type of uh, rigmarole. So it's not often I get to tell my story, even as a entertainer in an entertainment industry. We never celebrated one year anniversary, ten year anniversaries, or anything of that nature. People just knew that we were around and we were doing work. That was just our brand: work, work, and work okay. hard.
0: Well, I want you to repay the favor, man. I can come on your show and try some ribs or a rack of lamb.
1: (laughs) Hey, man, we're here.
0: And give a live review. I'm
1: I'm most definitely for that. I have to smoke a whole chicken jerk Mm. style, and I would love to have somebody do a live review on it. So, can we right now lock key to the city in for a food review of a whole smoked jerk chicken from Eddie Wright Bar?
0: Done deal. Say less.
1: That's what I like. <laughs>
0: key to the city podcast we got my folk, eddie writing this thing uh just a few more questions man damn good conversation uh eddie writes barbecue we already know you cook uh what type of services do you offer is it by plate you cater talk to us
1: um, we do it all. We cater. We do lunch plates. Right now, we're kind of still filling out the situation to where we need to go next. I know outside is not going to fully open anytime soon, so we're probably going to get out here and do some nighttime service. Majority of the time, we've been early afternoon lunch service, and we're normally done by three, four, five o'clock. My style of how I would like to. Organize this. If you know anything about barbecue, or you know anything about food, you've heard of Franklin's Barbecue in um, Austin, Texas. Franklin's Barbecue basically you got to get in line about ten o'clock, sometimes six a.m. And once it's gone, it's gone. Mm. There are other restaurants here locally that have that same nostalgia. I am attempting. I'm working on building my brand to have that same nostalgia, simply because I smoke meat. I don't grill. I don't deep fry anything. So everything mm. takes multiple hours of time so there's a lot of love and a lot of process within what we deliver so with, once it's finished <laughs> shouts out to Benita Alexander screaming set that land <laughs> the <lamp. laughs> so there's a lot that goes on within that process that we we're not a open from six from lunch to 10 o'clock type service it's you set your order Or, you know, what's on the plate, what's on the uh, table for today within the quantity and we serve it and we're done because it takes that long ribs, five hours, wings, two and a half hours, lamb, hour and a half. So if we're cooking all of that, we don't have time to go back in once it's all done and throw more on because we're already tired from being up and lighting fires at 5 a.m. to make sure it's ready by noon for some people. Facts.
0: Woo! Man, that's a whole process, cuz.
1: It is. It's most definitely is. But that's why I like the discipline of smoked foods. It, it it demands a certain respect when done properly, and it's most definitely time consuming and it's a whole lot of love. And it shouts out to my guy Chevy. Boy, Chevy said he drives
0: two hours when you say he got. He did. Bread.
1: He I, I cannot like, lie. He most definitely did that on several occasions. He came out like, hey man, I'm paying for it now. I'm gonna be there Saturday. Just get to me when I get there. And that's kind of how my process works. You can kind of plan your food experience around your available time through our website. So you don't necessarily have to just wait in a line. You just have to place an order. If you just don't want to place an order, you're, you're leaving your, your food option up to chance. Like on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. we do wing Wednesday every Wednesday, 75-cent wings. This weekend, this Wednesday, we did 300 wings before 2 o'clock Damn! on a smoke side, That's insane. And that was all I had. Maybe two pre-orders. Everything else was just pull up. So I encourage people use the website, com. Don't let them get there. <laughs> we're not talking about the crab right now. We're going to talk about the crab later. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> com. Go to the site set your order up to where all you have to do is pull up and pick up. And it's very easy. A lot of people just like to pull up and just be like, Hey, what you got left? And I understand that it's part of an experience. And that's like what we, we enjoy doing that as well. So it's not just, it's about providing, but I don't want people to be upset when we run out of food, because right, 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 right. you use the website. Some people exercise the option pulling well up. So you have to be able to understand what's going on. And, uh, yeah. We're working on some great things, man. You ever had smoke crab legs before, bro? smoke crab legs? Mm-hmm. Hell no, but it sounds like I need them in my life. I encourage you to come see us sometime soon, sir. We may, we may or may not. If <laughs> I, I need if to put in a need.
0: special request
1: or what? No, 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 no. We'll make it. We'll make it known when it's about to go down because we've okay. had a lot of different requests about hey, when you do it. Let us know. So. Hmm. We're we're we most definitely know that people are waiting for a smoke crab leg session. So Seafood Fest Five will be extremely fun. And um it's gonna be something that um I, I look forward to most definitely doing. Um hey, while everybody's here, if you got time, go to YouTube, follow my YouTube page, ww.idtyrightbq.com. It's a website on YouTube, it's it right barbecue official. Eddie right bbq official. Give them the smoke. I'm giving them the smoke, shit. What you want? not do, Sometimes leftover debris is the best part. Yes, BJ, leftover debris is the best part. Brisket sandwiches are amazing. it would be a blessing on folks with them ribs. I'm reading the comments in the in the comment section. I'm yeah, sorry. I see it. Not all of them pop up on the screen. <laughs> we appreciate you guys tuning in. It's Key to the City podcast. I'm a guest. It's not my show, unfortunately. But hey, right, right here,
0: there, boy, you sound good. You
1: hey man, this is what good I do. Morning, not my first time being in the media. I am a content creator. Maybe I have a right? lot. Look here, man. I have a lot of them in the fire. Shouts out to the Roundtable when we did the Roundtable podcast. Shouts out to Rob Benson. Shouts out to Percy Donaldson. Those guys were amazing. When we were doing that, it was uh, one of Jackson's first live cast podcasts, which was way before its time. But that's kind of how I've always been rolling. When I did music, everybody was really analog. When I came back from North Carolina and, myself and drumming a track for one of the first two people to go to the digital domain with engineering. So I've always been ahead of the curve with a lot of different stuff. So I'm happy. I'm, I'm very happy to still be there and and kind of want to stay there. Marsh Kendrick, what's going on, bro? How you doing,
0: bro? I'm gonna be in touch with you, man, because I got so many questions, bro, about every damn thing. Uh, but before I let you go, I got a tech question. Uh, I want to get my yeah. We, we haven't even touched the tech stuff, man. We were talking about food and music. <laughs> Can't even touch the tech. On the tech side. um... <laughs> uh, Best way to get into tech, and my audience may want to know as well this is where the whole world is going, the world is transitioning to tech. you need to at least know a little something about it uh what's the best way to get in? I've been here in the A+. plus i hearing- um
1: let me let me so- say this first and foremost. technology has been here and will forever be here. I bet on technology almost ten years ago. Knowing what I know, knowing that everybody was going to be using computers more, knowing that data was going to be very important, knowing that all of this was going to be like it is. Now, it's very graduated from where it once was when I was in my thought process, but we are so hands on and dependent on technology, to whereas it makes no sense for man, woman, and child not to have some type of computer skill. So, um, in that discipline and aspect again, I'm self-taught in security, meaning I didn't go to school for security. My traction through the technology realm has been from working on car stereos and, and installing those all the way to installing computer systems on through where I am now being into cybersecurity. I've done from the grunt work to all the spit shine and polish work. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm one of the few people who can say I've basically really been dug into a lot of tech in the in the worst and best ways um now for those who are interested in getting in tech a plus is a good starting point um it is a very good basis to get started um unfortunately we live in mississippi where people value degrees more than they value experience and certifications but with that being said i do want to state to people how important certifications are in other areas of the world uh, a lot of these employers in other aspects of the world care about your certifications and your experience not your degree i've seen people get six figure and seven figure jobs on having the right experience and degrees your six-year-old knows more about your ipad than i do he's in the right pocket oh, yeah. trust me. he's they in will, the right pocket for so i cannot state how important it is to have um, your kids, if you have kids now, to dive deeper into technology, a plus some form of coding simply because technology isn't going anywhere. If you need any digital banners in your business, you gotta, <laughs> look, Shaky, but, we can't tell them all that. We can't, well, look, it, that. Uh, <laughs> would,
0: would it make sense for someone to get the certification without the experience? Yes, oh. Okay, yeah. well, then I should keep doing what I'm trying to do
1: here. Yes, most definitely. Only only because where we are here, again, here in Mississippi, not the rest of the world, they value the four-year and two-year degree over the certification. But still, if you plan to travel and have other opportunities, what matters most is your expertise and your job. The degree is great. Not to, not to discount it, but nobody's spending $80,000 on a technology degree. I'm in cybersecurity. My my boss who gave me my job literally had people come into his office and would ask them questions. They had masters in cybersecurity and they could not answer the questions. Mm. So it makes no sense just to have a degree. My YouTube channel. Thank you, Bo. I appreciate that. My Bo honestly, your channel would be exactly where it is without me, man. I did a little work, but you still crank out tons of content. For those who don't know, Bo Allen Rogel is an amazing guy out of uh, Brandon, Cross Reservoir. He has a very viral video that went super viral last year of him pulling yeah. Toyota Tundra out of a ditch with a Ford F one hundred and fifty. It's the thickest thing you ever seen in your life. Uh. Just Google just an XLT or Google Tundra versus Ford, and that shit will pop up. It's insane. But again, I've been so enthralled into so many people's lives to where I feel like it it's it's just it's awesome man to be a part of somebody like that who was able to have a viral video but not how he was getting paid and to help him get his money you know from the algorithm from the YouTube situation like these are the stories that i that i these are the the experience and the stories that I have within my circle that most people will never have or understand now back to the technology thing. Um, most importantly, the certification is important. The degree is important here. Just the most important the certification, but I want to continue to say the certification is more important because as people spend less time getting 80,000, hundred thousand dollars of college, college debt, they will start eventually to turn their heads at people who have the experience. I've watched people who, who have no college degree go to Amazon, Seattle and get six figure jobs. Mm. So, Do not let anybody tell you that this technology and the situation is not for people who have not, who do not have four year degrees. You can be great without a fifth, without a hundred thousand dollars debt from college. You can be awesome. It's just up to the, the leaders and the business owners of Mississippi to stop gate holding people who don't have four year degrees and have experience. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what's going on. So I'm I'm,
0: I'm, I'm going to ask you again, just so I'm clear. If I have no technical experience, no hands on experience, but I'm smart enough to get certified. Is that still smart and accepting a job when I don't have any hands on experience, but I know enough to pass the certification?
1: Yeah, people will take you at a help desk role. At minimal, and that's just kind of like ground level. And from there, you can kind of up you can upgrade your situation. But with that, we're armed with that information and that experience and that certification. On the side, you can outsource yourself and still be of help to people on the civilian side who need great information and great price point on computer service. That's the point where people don't understand. Even Today, in 2020, in central Mississippi, there are a handful of computer shops. And now building computers is back super important like it was in the late 90s. So if you're armed with that information already in hand, you're ready for war. But most people don't really know how to put all of these things together. So, yeah, most definitely, if you have a certification, take the help desk job. It's only maybe 20, 30, 35 to 40 hours a week, but outsource yourself to a bigger and better situation for yourself and continue to grow. Never let one situation dictate you.
0: Man, y'all hear that? (laughs) You done blessed me, man. You done blessed me this whole interview, brother. Woo.
1: Look, man, this has been fun. I want to come back. Can I come back? Yeah, man, we gotta get man, live, man, together. I so the end. I had so much fun. I'm only on my second cup of crown apple and coke. <laughs> it's been great. We're doing a giveaway. If you guys are listening, smoked Sunday dinner, courtesy of Eddie Right Barbecue. If you oh. got 10 bucks in your bank account, I need you to cash at me. Pick a number between one and 25. We put your number on the board Saturday night, eight o'clock. We spin the wheel. This is the spin the wheel function. You can't see it because my frame rate slow on my webcam. You spin the wheel and we pick a winner. Who wouldn't want a half a brisket, two slabs of ribs, pound of smoked sausage, 20 wings, large smoked tater tot capsule? If that didn't work, if that isn't worth taking a $10 chance on having something amazing in your face on Sunday evening, then what is? This is what we're doing right now. Every week, right now, we're building a barbecue blessing giveaway. This is a raffle, $10 in the cash app. Pick a number. we got maybe nine slots left. It's filling up fast. And once we fill them up, we let them go. We don't take over the 25 right now because we know it's a lot and we don't want to make it so drawn out to where everybody doesn't feel like they have a chance. So at iterate right, dollar sign iterate right barbecue, if you would like to participate. Dollar sign Right Barbecue, pick number between 125. we do the drawing at 8 o'clock Saturday night.
0: Drawing at 8 o'clock Saturday night, man. Don't be late. Get you a plate. <laughs> Why wait? <laughs> you know the date.
1: It is. It is.
0: Fake man. Get you some steak. All right. Uh, so we got a few more comments in here. Everybody shouting out. Shout out to everybody, man, that engaged with us this evening. Shouts we out
1: to Maurice so Kendrick, My guy Cravens comes from to shop with me, man. Again, Benita Alexander, very close to my heart. That is the lady. Bo Allen Rogel, Chevy Fish, DJ Young Villain, De- Deca Jones. Uh, Shouts out to Ken Patterson. He probably doesn't want to hear it, but hey, he's the guy who laid out the graphics on Stormtrooper. He is responsible. Shout out, Ken Patterson. Hey, man, it's a lot of people who pour into me. Like, I am... I'm okay, but there's a lot of people who pour energy, time, and effort into me. And I 1000% appreciate that. Shouts out to QB Bands in the shack. Shouts out to my guy BJ at Fourth Ave. Shouts out to TP. Shouts out to Stacks at Shiny T's Bistro, shouts out to Raymond Faces Lounge. My brother TP. Hey, man. All of these guys have been instrumental into everything I have going and more people. I know I'm forgetting people. I know I am. I'm sorry.
0: Just it's that. all good. Y'all blame his mind, not his heart, man. He thinking about meat and technology right now.
1: He you know, every, every tomorrow, day. Friday, it's going down.
0: It's going down Friday. Y'all join. Get in that Raffle. Go follow his pages, support him by a plate, ask for some catering shit. Soon enough, we We do video work, we do
1: technology consulting. Hey, you need cable on your fire stick, we got that as well. (laughs) Look here, man. We are here. We are here to deliver everything you may possibly need. What you got?
0: This is what I want to do, man. Eventually, and don't nobody steal my idea, or I will have your ass sought out. This is what there I want to do. I want to do a live podcast with Eddie Rice Barbecue.
1: Hey, man! I like Artist that. and an audience. And we oh, you want to do a live 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 live? Okay, my my thing is don't threaten me with a good time, sir. <laughs> Like, this is awesome what you have going on here with Kia the City, but we got some software that we've been holding on to for the past two years. It's just like, we can set this thing on fire if you really Let's well. let it rip, man. Hey, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Hey, I, we can light it on fire, son. Fire. Trust me. That's, that, that's, if you ever seen the Rogues Gen Podcast in Theka Jones, that is a direct result Shout of out, initiative films group. And what we do behind the scenes. Uh, we've been able to master a format of broadcasting live and live broadcast, strictly from a laptop device with the right software and the right requirements, man. It's been it it has been awesome. It's a lot more to this than what people understand. It. We're yeah. able to kind of make this real interactive. And so, I need some help, yeah, I'm looking it. forward to it. Right, I'm I'm here. Ask me whatever, guy. Ask me whatever, bro. I'm here. I'm here. I want to be a part of any and everything everybody has going on. This is what I do. This is what I love to do.
0: I'm the same way, bro. Key to the City Podcast, man. We're showing up. Appreciate y'all joining us.
1: Do okay. we have any questions?
0: Any questions?
1: Do we have any questions in the chat? Chat.
0: Now why you have
1: me? I'm here. Let me look at this
0: oh, Forever hold your peace.
1: If you forgot, just go buy some ribs and go on, bless your soul. That's right, Chef. If you forgot anything that I said today, log on to iterightbbq.com, order you an amazing slab of St. Louis style smoked slow ribs for lunch. It'll be good for you. Let me scroll up, see what I got going on.
0: It's going to hit the spot on show.
1: Sure. Yeah, both and, definitely. Uh,
0: shout out to everybody. You can definitely catch this episode on YouTube. It'll be posted shortly. If you're yep. an audio person, you're driving to some of the podcasts, will be available tomorrow
1: yep. morning
0: at 9 a.m. Y'all check it out. Key to the City Podcast, man. Y'all give it up for my kinfolk, Eddie Wright. Eddie, it's only one way to do it, and that's right. The
1: right you way. Joining
0: us, the Y'all go support him. Eddie Wright's Barbecue i'm yoni it's key to the city podcast we out man holla king peace holla. Woo, that was fine